0: everyone. How are you? Welcome to another Improving Sales Performance livecast. Um, I hear some something coming in. I wonder what that is. Um, welcome to another Improving Sales Performance livecast. I am so excited to be here. Today's show is absolutely fantastic. Our guest hosts and our guests are are ready to go. We just had a little pre-meeting before we turned on the cameras and there's a lot of a uh, lot of good uh, information that we're going to share today, so that that's awesome. A um, couple of housekeeping things. So, uh, if you are joining us live, feel free to comment in the comment box. One quick thing I always like to tell people is that there's probably about a fifteen to twenty second delay. So if you post something and it's a question, which we love questions, and we don't respond right away, it's just because we haven't seen it yet. I'm- <laughs> Monitor the questions, and if uh, if there's one that I think it will add to what we're talking about at the moment, at the moment in time, I will certainly um, interject and get that and get that started. A couple other things. If you could, if you could share, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you could like, subscribe and share this, that would be absolutely awesome. We'd really appreciate it. But only if you like the show. If you don't like the show, you don't need to share it. But if you do, if you could, that would be great. All right. It is October and it is the month all month long we are celebrating and paying tribute to women that have made a difference in sales and sales leadership that's exactly right um they're very important (laughs) and to do that to do that we've added a guest host to our show and that is uh partner at css vice president senior consultant stephanie downs and from here i'm going to let her do the introductions and take over take over the show
1: Yes. All right. Perfect. So we have two fabulous uh, guests with us today, Lori Clark, Dana Nagel. So glad you're with us. So quick, um, quick introductions of both. Lori, I'm going to start with you with your introduction um, and your bio. Uh, Lori actually started her career with a national rep firm, and then after that joined KHOU in Houston. Let's see. That was as an account executive in 2001. In 2006, she was promoted to a local sales manager. And in 2012, I think it was, I don't see it in front of me, director of local sales. And uh, Lori is a people leader. And I, I know that about you, even though it's not on the bio. I just know that you're a people leader and that you are very passionate about growing and developing people. And obviously your team even recognized that because you were one of the CSS Talent Superheroes a couple of years ago. Woo-hoo! Shout out for that. And you were also named Sales Manager of the Year uh, by the Media Alliance in Houston in 2009 and in 2017. So thank you for being here. Dana Nagel, who is the director of sales at WKYC in Cleveland, Ohio. And I love what her bio says. It starts with saying she is a broadcast-born, NFL-bred media and digital marketing and sales leader, (laughs) which is awesome. And um, Dana is known for leading change and developing teams. She thrives on positive energy. Um, and helping, but is always very focused on doing the right thing on behalf of the client and making sure that their business wins and their business grows. And Dana actually started as a local sales manager at WKYC, left uh, for a little hiatus and was a director of marketing for an automotive specialty agency, and then was actually the media of sales director for the Cleveland Browns before coming back WKYC WK1C is the director of sales. So thank you both for being here today. Um, so super fast bios there. All right, so let's jump right in. Lori, I'm going to come to you first, and then Dana, I'm going to come to you after that. So, Lori, thinking about, um, you know, just the overall sales department and the sales organization, when you think about how do you know that you're on track and staying on track with the team, talk to me a little bit about the three to five performance indicators that you're looking at on a regular basis.
2: Well, I would say the three to five performance indicators we're looking at on a regular basis is obviously the revenue, of course. You know, how are we pacing the budget? Are we meeting those benchmarks? But backing it up um, from that is also about the activity and the pipeline. Like, are we are we prospecting enough people? Are we having enough discovery calls? Are we having enough requests for presentations? And then what's our close ratio look like? Um, a couple of the other things that we, that we look at regularly is the retention of clients as well. Are we able to retain them, meet their goals and help them continue to grow? And then from the salesperson front, like, is everybody on the team contributing?
0: Um, and what does
2: that look like? And so those are really like the three to five things we're regularly evaluating and looking at.
1: Yeah. And and you recognize the importance that obviously the more people on the team, the depth of people contributing to the overall revenue performance, the more likely it is that the team's succeeding as a whole, right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. The more people we have in the top tier or, like we say, you know, in the green, Mm -hmm. hitting those numbers and hitting those marks, the better, but you can't really get to that if you're not looking at the activity and the work that goes in behind that. Yeah, for sure. And
1: Dana, I know you and I have a a similar conversation about that, about the depth of people on the team contributing. What else would you add that you look at on a regular basis?
3: Well, I agree with everything Lori said. Um, The other thing though, I think is, is besides the tactical is more the intuitiveness Mm -hmm. and I'm a high energy person. So I, I know immediately how people on our team are per, uh, feeling that day if I when just by walking by. Right. Just mm-hmm. I love high energy. And I feel that when you're enthusiastic, I think that starts at the top. So I personally mm-hmm. hold myself responsible for my team's enthusiasm and passion. Like I love my job. I love coming to work. I love working with the people that I work with. I'm, I'm so lucky. So I want to make sure they know that. And if anything's contagious in Cleveland, I want it to be the enthusiasm that we have, nothing else. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I really think that that's the most really, really important. It's 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 that it helps create a good culture. And, and I love energy. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And I know that's something that that you're very intentional about doing. The whole culture piece of it is making sure that that's aligned and that that is throughout the whole organization. You do an exceptional job on that. I know I've actually written a blog that when I interviewed you on that topic before um, for our talent magazine. So, um, uh, Dana, staying with you for just a second on this one. Um, so thinking about just sales managers as um, as a whole, what are the big rocks, just to use that term? What are the big rocks that they should stay focused on?
3: Uh, I, I think the, the biggest rock is the right people. If you don't have the right people on your team, it's it's almost impossible to achieve the goals that we have to go So that we have to achieve. So I think it's people first. And that mm-hmm. under that umbrella is hiring right. So, and then of the people that you have, I, I always tell my sales managers that it's their personal responsibility to evolve and grow the everybody on our staff, right? Yeah. So it's all comes with the people. If you don't have that right mix, it, it mm-hmm. makes everything else harder. Yeah. I'm fortunate because I everybody on my team knows they know their why. I think that's another important thing, mm-hmm. is know make sure you know the the why they they know why we're doing what we're doing i don't think that always gets filtrated all the way down uh sales people know their why they 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 have to drive revenue but why the why for everybody else i have to make sure we communicate um it's i always tell my the other big rock is remove obstacles the managers yeah i challenge them to remove obstacles because you you won't know it's a problem until it's a problem right so um, you have to make sure that, that your staff knows that you're committed to removing those obstacles. It could be a workflow process that you've been doing the same way, but the t- something's mm-hmm. changed. It's no longer as efficient or as effective. Mm-hmm. So our job as managers is to remove obstacles out of their way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, the one thing that I've done, pre, well, it's pre-COVID, but now that we're back in, we'll be doing it again, is I take small people to breakfast, like small group of people, two to three people. Yeah. We have breakfast, and I say Tell me your pain points, what keeps you up at night? And I take notes and I follow up with them. Mm-hmm. Or some of the things we can address right then and there. Because you know, in a big sales meeting, our you know, our staffs are big now. So mm-hmm. you know, somebody might not say, Well, this doesn't, this isn't working for me. So in a smaller group, number one, they'll they'll talk. And number two, they then they it's an ongoing communication. And I and I, I, it's quick, it's breakfast, but it's a meaningful and intentional meeting, and yeah. that has helped me. Um, just that, that, that helps me remove the rocks and any obstacles that are in the way. And it's been very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge the status quo is, I mean, always challenge so so fast that you can't, you, you can't rely on that anymore
1: yeah I described you to somebody one time as somebody that is always just um tweaking to keep getting things better and to keep making things better. but I like what you said about people um because I mean people absolutely are the foundation uh, no doubt of of our organizations across the board, but it's not just about selecting the right people and having the right talent i mean it's about having you know the fit and the right position and in the right role and the coaching and developing. That's an ongoing thing, right? Um, What would you add to that as far as big rocks that sales managers should be focused
2: on? Well, I think our business has changed so much. And then also from a client's perspective as well. I think all the things that Dana said are are absolutely true. And I'm actually going to, you know, steal some of her ideas um, in terms of making sure that we're hearing what people's problems are. Um, But it's also about helping coach and develop the people that we bring on to understanding the business aspect of things, not just focusing on the marketing piece of it, but understanding how to ask the right business questions to clients, because business owners need that more than ever right now, because there's so many options and so many different ways they can market their business, really making sure your people understand how to ask the the right business questions will help them all be more successful. So all the things that, that Dana said, and I would just add that one thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you said something at the very beginning of that, you just said something about our business has changed, right? It has. It's changed drastically in the last you know, five years, but definitely in the last couple. So um, how has the role of the sales manager changed? Let's just start there. So Lori, you first, and then Dana, I'll let you uh, backfill on that one.
2: Well, I think it, it just continues to evolve, right? Um, the the I, I would say our role continues to change, just like businesses continue to mm-hmm. change, just like people's habits continue to change. I think more than ever, our team members are really looking to make sure that you're invested in them, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that people didn't always want that, but I think the demand on that is more um, mm-hmm. than it ever has been because it's a competitive work environment. People stay at companies because they like their manager and they feel valued. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say that's one of the bigger things. And then managing, obviously, in a remote world. Um, and it's never going to probably go back to exactly what it was before. Mm-hmm. So just making sure you understand how to make those connections with people and also how to hold people accountable through mm-hmm. through that. And I have a whole different philosophy about accountability um, mm-hmm. as well. But I, I think the making connections with people, making them feel valued, understanding their challenges. How do you do that in a hybrid environment? Mm -hmm. And you just have to be more intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, if time allows, I'm going to come back to you on that accountability piece. But um, Dana, first, um, what what would you say about the sales managers today?
3: Well, I I agree with the accountability and there's a lot more tools to help us with that. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, because of the changing world, we changing ecosystem, not only what we sell, how many products we sell, um, but also the changing world that we're in, e- that ongoing communication with clients. You can have a conversation with a client and two weeks later, their operations have changed or something has changed in their world because of the world, right? So you have to have a plan. And because we're so retail driven and a lot of, a lot of our clients are retail driven, that ongoing communication with clients is, I think, more critical now than ever. So... Yeah. Yeah. And often communication.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: I'm curious, definitely, just to, Stephanie, yeah. let me jump in just for a second. And I, I, cause I think both Dana and Lori are saying something that is really important that I think we should put an exclamation point on. It's the intentionality of mm-hmm. of the work that we're doing. I think um, we, we always knew it was important to care about people. We always knew that it was important to grow and develop our people, but to be more intentional about it now seems to be even more important, especially with what's going on with people considering where are they working and do I want to be here or not want to be here? Do I want to be remote? Do I want to be hybrid? Do I want to come in the office? There's just so many things going on. I think the atten- the intentionality, which both of you have said a couple of times is really something, whether it's with clients or with our people, is something that that really good, smart leaders are paying attention to right now. So. Mm-hmm not that it's new information, but I thought it was important enough to stop for a second and, uh, and emphasize it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. The, um, so question for both of you, Dana, uh, you first and then Lori. So um, think about, I mean, we probably have sales leaders listening to us today, right? And, um, or we'll be watching um, after the fact. So you were talking to a group of uh, sales leaders. What advice would you give them just advice in general on something that they should be doing right now um, to ensure they have success culture. I would add culture to the list right off the bat. Cause we've been talking about it. What
3: would you add beyond that?
1: Or we're more about that.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I, I think culture is yeah. and culture is paramount to success. And, and like Matt said, we're intentional with it. Um, I personally want to make sure everybody in my staff knows that I am fully vested in their success too. As much as we're vested in our clients' success, mm-hmm. I want everybody on my team to, And I and I mean that. Like if they and and we have I want to make you know the doors always open. It's so cliche, but I want to make sure that my team knows that, that we're in this together. Right. And I want them to I I love passion and enthusiasm. So if they're not, I want to I want to why what well, how could I get you there? Um mm-hmm. but I think with, with sales managers, the one thing in because things are changing, you might make a decision and then you might pull back on that decision. You might make the wrong decision. I do. I make mistakes all the time, but I admit them and I own them and I move on. And I, and that's hard to do for a lot of sales managers. There's a lot of people in general. Um, I've had to teach myself to say it's okay to make mistakes and, and I, and I own them and I move on. Um, and then I think now more than ever set very, very clear expectations. Um, you know, the, somebody once said, you know, inspect what you expect mm-hmm. and, I think that's really important now, especially with how hybrid work situations and what we're doing and it may be remote. Um, yeah, yeah. Communication is actually harder. It has to be more intentional and everyone has to understand very, very clear expectations. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: You were, you're hitting on all of the elements of what makes a culture strong. Um, the transparency, right. Even owning mistakes. I mean, transparency and sharing and, and hyper-focused on communication and bringing the team in. I mean, it's all of those elements that create a great culture. Lori, what would you say are some suggestions you would give sales leaders?
2: Um, So some suggestions I would give sales leaders is, you know, it it goes in in the same vein as what we've been talking about. It is all about the people. And I would say evaluate what your emotional intelligence is. Like, do you understand what people, the individual team members, what they respond to and what they don't and coach accordingly. Yeah, And then don't be afraid to get on the field with them. I mean, you know, you can't just coach from the sidelines. You have to be in the game. So I think that people respond well to that. They appreciate that. They feel like you're supporting them and you're a part of it. If you're in there in the game with them. Um, the other thing I would say, which kind of comes back to the accountability piece is, we do have a ton of tools and metrics. We can look at all kinds of data to see where people are pacing, how much activity they've had. But when you're having those conversations, it's it's not, it, your approach needs to be different. You can't, It it's not of what are you going to do? It's more of a, hey, how can we get to X? What do we need to do together to get here? Again, they're doing all of the hard work, but they need to feel like you are in it with them. And I think that that helps people feel like that they can do it and that they know that you're there to help support them. So that would be a couple things. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. ask for feedback. When I'm on a call with anybody at the end, we're doing our plus Delta. I'm asking them for feedback too. Hey, what could I have done differently? How could I have helped you? Um, When you're doing that on a regular cadence, then people feel more apt to tell you when they're having a problem or tell you when they're having a challenge, just like Dana talked about, she takes those small groups out. I bet people would not be afraid to go in and ask her or even call her on the phone to say, hey, this is the challenge. Can you help me with this? And that's what we want our people to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that you ask for feedback after calls. I think yeah, that is cool. so cool. <laughs> so that would be a takeaway, everybody. I like that. <laughs> Good follow up for me. You know, her, Lori, yeah. it's kind
0: of it reminds me of that commercial. I think it's for Simple Safe, Um where they talk about the difference between a security monitor and a security system that actually protects you. Right. (laughs) It's not about just having the data. Right. It's not, I mean, anybody can have the data and technology allows us to have a tremendous amount of data. It's what do you do with that data and how do you help people That is the difference maker. And I know I know both of you and, know, know the work that you guys do in your individual markets to know that you are the one putting that data to use and not just looking at it monitoring it. You're actually using it to grow and develop people. It's it's why, you know, it's why this right here, it is as it is a master's class on leadership. I can't thank you guys enough. (laughs) Stuff go ahead. For
1: sure. Yeah. So thinking, um, looking out three to five years, how do you think sales departments are going to
2: change in that time frame? Lori, you want to go first? Sure. I think that um, we've already started moving to that team selling environment, but I think that that's going to continue um to grow and i think that that's a good thing i think in terms of you know what do we have to be ready for we don't know but we just have to be ready to be able to adapt <laughs> yeah. because we're changing all the time for everyone so you just have to be open to doing things differently and you know retention i think for sales leaders i think that will continue to be you know something that we have to work through um and create those cultures where people want to stay Um, And they want to grow. And then, you know, I think as an industry, because we're moving to that team selling environment, how do we help those people um, in the fulfillment piece of the world, of our world? How do we help them continue to grow their careers? And what does that look like? We have to figure out that path. I don't have the answer to it. I just think Mm -hmm. that that is going to be a challenge that we're going to have to work through and figure Mm -hmm. out as we move along.
1: Yeah, it's something that even if you don't, you know, it's going to happen at some mm-hmm. point, right? You just have to be ready for it. And I like the what you were saying at the beginning of it is you just have to be nimble and ready for those changes and ready to react or to be thinking about it. So, Dana, what would you add to that?
3: Um, well, I think that well, everything Lori said I couldn't I really agree with. But the, the other thing that I would add is because we have so many products and we don't even know what the product of tomorrow is okay. going to be. Um, it's very data driven. So people are making decisions based on data more than ever. So understand, you have to understand the data, you have to learn the data. But I'm a big proponent of being the I want to be the most thorough in the marketplace. So here's what you bought on us. Here's how we perform. So we make sure we have our proof of performance. And that goes out regularly, because I want them to know that we're tracking everything. So I think, that data driven is more important because now that you have it, you have to show that you're hitting those benchmarks and have those discussions before. If you're not comfortable doing that now, you better get up to speed really quick because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's already here and it's going to, as more and more products happen, there's more and more competition too. every product line that you add, there's, there's different competitors. So we have to be best in class. And, you know,
2: I always cut that customer
3: service is going to be more important than ever. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I would just add to that, Dana, just like we take the same approach with our salespeople, like we're in it with them. The same thing with our customers, which is exactly what Dana was talking about. Like, we are in this with you. We understand what your challenges are. Here's the solution. And we're evaluating those every day, you know, so that we can be better for them and for us. Totally agree.
1: Yes, because ultimately, when their business grows, our business grows, right?
2: <laughs> when they win,
1: we win. <laughs> so, Matt, I've seen you popping up a few different comments um, from people in in the comments. <laughs> Anything yeah. there that um, that hasn't? If not, we will wrap up.
0: No, I think. I just uh, wanted to
1: make sure I'd given you a chance to do that.
0: Yeah, no, no other things um, that I haven't pointed out the 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 importance of culture and leaning in to caring and growing yeah. people seems to resonate a lot with both Dana and Lori and that's those are it's interesting to see what people pick up on and what they comment about. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a, a reoccurring theme yeah um, I have a feeling that this this video gets played a lot over the next few uh, months and weeks as there's a lot of great information in this one yeah.
1: Yeah, the definite focus on uh, the importance of people and culture, right? (laughs) And people feeling valued. is I think that was one of the words I saw pop up a few minutes ago. So Dana and Lori, thank you both very, very much for joining us today. Uh, We appreciate it and uh, appreciate the impact that you're making on your sales organizations.
0: And Stephanie, thank you for co-hosting, but your job's not done. You're going to be back. I'll be back next week. Um, so real quick, yeah, if, you want, if you want to get a hold of Lori or Dana, you can reach out to them directly on LinkedIn and we, we'll go ahead and put both of those banners up there now. Dana's is up there now. Lori's was up there just a second ago. Both of them. I know them both well enough to know that if you do have a question or you do want to follow up, just yeah. message them, connect and message them on LinkedIn directly and, and you, can, you can talk to them that way. Um next week we are uh, fortunate enough that we are going to have stephanie back as as my co-host and we're going to have two amazing women on the show uh, julie long and katie reed uh, from cox media group Uh, the radio division will be joining us and i know that they're going to have lots of great information to share and then last uh but but not least um, the center for Sales strategy we are conducting a media sales survey right now Uh, It is for sales people and for sales managers. If you could go to the uh, media sales survey, share it with your sales departments. The more people that we can get to fill it out, the more valid it is. We will share all of the results with everybody in December. So if you could do that, that would be great. Everyone, it was great uh, having you on the show and Dana and Lori, thank you so much. Stephanie. Thanks guys.